Water is heavy, over eight pounds per gallon, which means planning a backpacking trip as much as possible and work out ways to find water along the way. Lakes and streams in the lower elevations, melting snow in the high Sierra. Backpacking the desert is a tougher trick. I've never collected it to drink, but I have found that if you dig just a foot or so down into a sand dune, this in Southern California's Mojave, just a foot or so below the surface of a dune in the Mojave Desert, the sand is moist. So, if need be, one should be able to harvest water, at least in that part of the desert. The moon is drier than any desert on Earth. And yet, for some decades, robot explorers have been finding signs of ice in parts of the moon that are in permanent shade where the sun never shines. And for more decades yet, from the moon rocks brought back by Apollo astronauts in the late 1960s, early 1970s, in rocks examined by robotic explorers, scientists have found evidence for water in the rocks themselves. In a paper published this week in the journal Nature Geoscience, lunar samples returned by a Chinese robot explorer have provided clues. The water was found in tiny, very tiny, beads of glass scattered through the lunar soil. We're all familiar with carrying water in a vessel, in a container made of glass, but the water described this week was not like that. This was not liquid water. This water was dissolved in the glass, in the solid glass itself. So how did water get into glass beads? And how did glass beads get into soil on the moon. The Chinese scientists list some possibilities. Getting glass beads into lunar soil is straightforward. Here in the foothills, we're surrounded by granite, the salt and pepper rock. Granite's salt and pepper pattern is made up of crystals of light and dark minerals. The rock used to be liquid, used to be magma. Seeing crystals that big tells us that the magma solidified, it cooled, very, very slowly, giving the crystals time to grow, grow big enough to see with our eyes. If a mineral cools quickly, too quickly for crystals to grow that large, the result is a glass. The moon is under constant bombardment. Space rocks are always slamming into the moon's surface, slamming in so fast they melt what they hit. That melted rock then gets splashed upward gets splashed all over the place. As it's flying across the moon, it cools, cools quickly, forming glass beads. As those hot, still liquid beads fly this way and that across the moon, they're bathed in sunlight. And they're also bathed in something else coming off the sun, the solar wind, a wind of charged particles, a wind of hydrogen nuclei. These hydrogen nuclei, when they hit those hot glass beads, they latch on to whatever oxygen atoms they can find in the glass. Hydrogen plus oxygen makes H2O. They're making water on the fly. As the beads cool, as they solidify, that water is frozen in. It is captured within the solid glass bead. 
This is one hypothesis, one educated guess the Chinese scientists have come up with, perhaps the best of their hypotheses. It fits with other evidence found in moon rocks. And it means that when humans are living on the moon, in a moon base, probably in half a dozen moon bases, and they need water, perhaps they will not have to carry that water up from Earth. Perhaps they can harvest that water from beads in the lunar soil itself. Remember, though, that water trapped in the rock is not liquid. It's trapped as tiny molecules of water here and there dissolved in the solid glass bead. So pulling that water out would be something like if you wanted a chocolate bar, but all you had were chocolate chip cookies. You'd have to pull all the chips out of each and every cookie. That's how it would be to harvest water from glass beads in the lunar soil. For KVMR, I'm Al Stoller.